Welcome to episode 45 of the Accessibility Craft Podcast, where we explore the art of creating accessible websites while trying out interesting craft beverages. This podcast is brought to you by the team at Equalize Digital, a WordPress accessibility company and the proud creators of the Accessibility Checker plugin. This episode is a recording of a November 2023 WordPress accessibility meetup where Deneb Pulsifer reviews common accessibility problems in the WordPress navigation menu and how to fix them. WordPress accessibility meetups take place via Zoom webinars twice a month, and anyone can attend. For show notes, a full transcript, and additional information about meetups, go to accessibilitycraft.com slash 045. And now, on to the show. So I am very excited to introduce our speaker, Deneb. Uh, Captain Accessible. He is a web developer and accessibility specialist at Sea Monster Studios and has his web accessibility certification through the International Association of Accessibility Professionals. He's passionate about making sure the internet is coded right so that everyone can use it regardless of their ability. And um, Deneb, we are so excited to have you here and appreciate you jumping in at the last minute, last late last night when our speaker unfortunately couldn't speak. And I'm so excited to have you talk about accessible menus because we know that that is um, a very challenging area that a lot of developers and theme authors struggle with. So thank you so much. We're glad to have you here. Oh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Um, um, so okay. if you want to share, I will be monitoring the Q&A and I'll pass questions to you at the end. So right. everyone, please, if you can try to put questions in the Q&A module, I, it's a little easier for me than if you put them in the chat. Sometimes they get lost in the chat. Okay. Let's hope this works. Okay. Do you see my presentation? Yes, it looks good. Okay, good. All right, so there is uh, the QR code to uh, this slide deck if uh, if you guys want to um, download and actually follow along. Um, so uh, there you go. Uh, but um, I wanted to start out um, I mean, basically with, with this question. Why is it so essential uh, to make sure that your menu is accessible? I think it's something that's that's often kind of overlooked. You know, you get your menu, uh, you, you choose your theme or whatever, um, and you just kind of go with whatever menu is there. It's it's already set up, and so you don't think much about it. But um, I think if you are left, or if, well, your visitors coming to your site, um, if your menu doesn't work for them, are kind of like this uh, this person here in this canoe. So I, I have uh, this background image of uh, a person sitting in a canoe, looking over this beautiful vista on this uh, on this uh, lake scene. But there's something missing from his canoe, um, and the thing that's missing from this canoe is any sort of a paddle, right? So this this person is here on the lake. Um, just kind of drifting, not able to get where uh, where is needed, right? Uh, in order to get around in a canoe, if you don't have a paddle, I mean, you're 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 leaning down and using your hands maybe to try to paddle yourself along, but it's just it doesn't work very well. Um, and that's kind of the same uh, the same situation with uh, with when your menu is inaccessible to people, right? They're going to come to your site um, and see whatever they see on on the page that they are they come to um but if that if it doesn't contain exactly what they need well then they've got no choice you know they can't 
use their the menu to find the information that that they're looking for. Um, and so that's a that's a big problem. Let's take a, a look at some um, statistics. So this is kind of what I what I said. Getting around is hard without a good navigation menu that works for everyone. Um, so some of the alternatives to a, a good navigation menu is uh, internal page links. You know, if you if you want to send people to specific places, if if you want to control their journey through your site site very well, you can you can put internal page links um, that can go to different parts of your site, uh, but it may not be the best option. Maybe someone wants doesn't want to follow that that standard route that you've assigned or that you've uh, proposed for people, right? Well, um, so what else can they do? Footer navs, they're almost always accessible. So if you put all of your links in your in your footer navigation, uh, then people will have a way to, to get around, um, but it's it doesn't bear the same weight as the as the main navigation. It's just people won't won't by default go there probably quite as often as as the look to your regular navigation menu. Um, so that's a problem. Uh, so another possible solution or, or a, a tempering of this statement anyhow uh, is that many people are coming from Google. So they've they've Googled whatever it is they're looking for and they'll they'll come to one of your particular pages that they hope has the answer to their question. Um, and so they may not ever actually interact with your navigation menu. Um, however, if they if they come to this page um, and they find their information, fantastic. But what if they don't find their information? They thought they would. They have no way to get any place else in your site easily without that navigation. You want people to stay on your site, uh, which uh, leads us to my next point, which is that you're in a race against time, right? Uh, someone lands on your site. Uh, let's talk some numbers. Fifty four. What's that? That is the average number of seconds spent on a page, right? Someone's someone's there on the page, they less than a minute and they're looking for their next page, right? So that's not very long um, and they're ready to, to go someplace else. So five to seven, what's that? Five to seven is the average number of pages visited per session. So people are looking to, to jump around um, the website. They don't want to stay on just one page, but if if they don't have a good way to get to the the next page, the page that they they need to get to and that they're going to, um, then they've got no choice but to bounce, right? And you don't that's you know bounce should be the four letter word for for your website. You don't want people to bounce. You want them to stay, um, and. If they're looking to at five to seven of your your pages, or they're planning on looking at five to seven pages, or whether they know it consciously or not, um, that means they they want to stay. But if they can't find how to get around to different pages, then they're not going to go to those five to seven, and they'll they'll bounce, they'll be gone. Um, so the last statistic, st last statistic is the average debt depth of best converting call to action. So how many pages does it actually take for people to get to the place where they they can uh, convert? They can, they'll give you your their email, you, they'll buy one of your products, whatever it happens to be. How how deep do they have to go? Well, I don't know the answer to that. I couldn't couldn't find that out in my research. How how deep on average people have to go into your website to, to get to the place where they've found what they need. 
but I'm I'm certain that it's not one, right? The average depth of best converting call to action probably isn't the first page that they land on, which is why if you have a navigation menu that does not work for some of your visitors, those visitors aren't going to get what they need from your site. And so you really have a, a very strong obligation to make sure that your navigation menu works. Um, and I've got I've got some uh, some links there to my my statistics here. Um, okay, so one point I would like to make is that menus um, may save bounces, right? I said bounce should be a four letter word uh, for your website, and it it kind of is. That's that's the end of uh, you know you you put your website together hoping to accomplish some purpose, but as soon as somebody bounces, and if they bounce prematurely, especially, then you have not accomplished your purpose. Um, but the menu has a, a huge potential to save uh, people from needing to bounce, right? If if they say, well, no, this isn't quite the information I, I'm looking for. It's close, but this, you know, Google didn't send me to the right page. Um, but I like this site. I want to maybe, maybe they've got more for me here. Well, if you've got a menu that works well for people, then it's going to save the bounce. They they may stick around. Hopefully they will. Uh, so that's uh, one point. Your menu kind of feels like an old friend, right? It's there the entire time that people are um, on your site. Well, especially if if uh, your site follows <clears throat> that uh, one of the, the new requirements um, in WCAG 2.2 uh, 2 is that uh, the same information be presented in the same place if it's a, if it's a if it's an element that is presented over several different pages, right? Your menu is going to look the same and that's going to make it familiar. It's going to make it feel people, make people feel um, comfortable. Uh, it's kind of like an old friend, right? Your menu uh, may save bounces by being a springboard, right? It's a, it's a way for people to jump into your site more fully than whichever page they land on first um, and find through it what they're looking to accomplish. So you want to help facilitate people to get what they want, make sure that your menu works well. Uh, okay. However, uh, another point here is that your menu needs to avoid some common problems. And these are problems that, um, well, I mean, I see them all the time as at Seamonster Studios, we, we uh, offer a service to help people, you know, fix the accessibility of their site or uh, we audit. And then we make recommendations and and help them to fix it. And I can't believe how many times I find big problems with the menu. And that's why, well, I mean, that's what got me interested in this topic and why why I put together this uh, this presentation. So, um, okay, let's talk about it. Here on this screen, I have uh, this picture of a crocodile uh, riding low in the in the water of of the river or whatever. Um, all you can see is kind of the top of its its head and some of the the ridges of its back, right? Um, this is a this is a creature that likes to lurk so that it can spring out and attack, right? Well, you're not you are not doing things deliberately wrong with your menu, but there might be things that are are happening in your menu that that's kind of lurking waiting if people try to use your menu it might not work right and they might be pulled down into into 
into this never-ending cycle. And I'll show you an example of that in, uh, in a few minutes. But what problems might be lurking? Let's check it out. Okay, problem one. Uh, your menu only drops down on hover, uh, not on focus or on click, <clears throat> right? Uh, so I've got here two uh, two illustrations you can kind of see on this first illustration of this website, Black Pass, that I've worked on, um, my favorite Black History uh, website. Um, their menu uh, worked really well with, with hover. So if you hovered over this first menu item, which was African-American history, you see it, it drops down. Um, and that works great on hover. But uh, when I first started working with the site, it did not um, drop down on focus. So let's take a closer look at those things. Um, here's what it looked like once again on hover. So you'd, you'd tab into, um, well, no, this is before you tab, right? If you're just using your mouse, you'd mouse over uh, this menu of African-American history and it would drop down to reveal these, I don't know, 15 items maybe, 12 items, a lot of items within this first menu of African-American history. And each of their uh, five menus had just about as many um, items as this. So they were highly dependent upon uh, these menus to get people to where they, they thought they would want to go, right? And uh, on hover, worked just fine. Um, but looking on focus, um, I added a, a stronger focus style than, than they had before. So it didn't, it wasn't quite this clear, but um, if they tab, if you tab into this menu, um, here's what you would have seen. Uh, just the the focus outline of the um, the primary menu item. And then actually something kind of odd was happening here. Lots of times if, uh, if menus don't drop down um, on websites, you, you can't access all the submenu items with your keyboard at all. Um, with Black Pass, it was a little bit different. Like you tab into this first menu item, and then the next time you hit tab, this uh, the focus outline would disappear because you'd actually go into the menu, but the menu was invisible. And so you wouldn't know where you were. Your focus would just be as if it would, had disappeared, right? So that was, a, that was a big problem. Now, it was nice because you actually could access all those menu items, um, but you didn't really know very well where you were. I mean, so it was it was a it was a big problem, which I told them, and they wanted to fix it. And so we fixed it. Um, and uh, we'll talk about how you how you fix that in a bit. Well, actually, let's talk about first who this affects. Um, so this will affect keyboard users, people who who come in um, and uh, navigate the site with with just keyboard for whatever reason. Some of the reasons why, um, if, if people can't use the mouse or they don't have a mouse, uh, their mouse is broken possibly, or, but probably in, in our, the terms of our discussion today, these the people who can't use the mouse, maybe they, they don't have the fine motor skills to, to do that. Um, people with tremors, right? So the, the mouse is so shaky that it can't go exactly where they need it to go. Um, another, another user who might be, um, find this problematic is, is someone who prefers to just navigate by keyboard, right? Kind of the power users. Uh, they don't want to be bothered with, you know, moving their mouse to, to exactly where they need it to. Um, who else might this affect? Switch device users. So people who, who can't use, um, a mouse at all, right? Because they, all they can do is, you know, think about Stephen Hawkins, right? Who, um, 
who was was able to twitch one muscle in his cheek and depending on on whether he twitched it or didn't twitch it that's what moved his his focus that's what clicked his things that's how he wrote you know so there are people who who use these switch devices and and they can't hover uh oops uh let's see so those are people with no fine motor skills sometimes people with cognitive disabilities may use uh, switch devices, right? They they can't <clears throat> don't want to be overwhelmed. <clears throat> excuse me, um, by options. So um, if the option is between either click or not, you know, yes or no, um, with this switch device, that's a, a a much better kind of choice for them. Uh, okay, sometimes screen reader users can be um, affected by this as well if if the menu doesn't drop down on hover only focus. Um, because depending on <clears throat> the setup, uh, sometimes the screen reader focus will not actually move the uh, the virtual um, focus, I guess. There's a term for it, but uh, sometimes it doesn't, depending on their setup. So we got a problem. Okay. Dana, problem number two. Well, actually. Uh, do you mind answering one question? Oh, I'd I love think to, a yes. couple. Yes, I saw a couple of questions. Um, so like Laura asked, is colon focus when you're using the keyboard to move around the website? Could you just be a little more clear for people who maybe aren't sure about the CSS there? What yes. the specific action you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. So um, let's see. So when you are, um, when you're navigating a website um, just with the keyboard, the, typically the way to do it is you're going to hit the tab key. And that's going to move your focus uh, to some element on the screen. And you hit tab again, and it'll move your focus to the next element, and and so on. Um, if you hit shift tab, it will move your focus backwards. Um, so you'll know where you are if you're if the website has set a good focus style. And the way they do that is in the style sheet. Um, there will be styles that they can set. Um, so, for example, a, a typical one. Um, would be colon, well, it would be a colon focus. So that means a link with a style, um, with a focus style. Um, and then you would say outline, uh, you know, one pixel, solid, solid one pixel blue or something. Um, that would establish like this, uh, the focus style. So it'll show what the focus is. Um, but uh, so what I'm what I'm talking about with uh, colon hover is that's um, any style that shows up uh, when you're just mousing over using your mouse to go over something. Um, colon hover would be the styles in the style sheet that determine what that looks like. Um, and usually that's how uh, menus set the drop down. So it'll say when you focus over in this case, African-American history. Well, let me let me make it. Uh, well, when you, uh, uh, no, I'm not going to show you here. When you hover over African-American history, um, make this other, these other elements in the menu, either, um, come in from one of the sides where they're off screen or, or, uh, display, um, instead of not displaying, um, uh, so that's um, usually in the in the style sheets. That's what it it will um, use. These 
these styles. And we, we'll get into that a little bit more when we go over how to fix this, um, but not a ton more. Uh, so if you have uh, particular questions about it, I, I certainly um, my contact information is, is around. It's definitely at the end of the presentation. Probably it's someplace else too. Uh, but let me know and, and and I can help you out, figure out what, what styles to use and, and such. Um, uh, does that answer the question? I think so. Yep. Thank you. Okay, cool. Um, I did want to, uh, if I had, so I'm, I apologize that I was late. I, I got 10 o'clock uh, in my mind is the time for this, but of course that was 10 o'clock central instead of the time zone I am in, which is a mountain. So I apologize for that. I was going to have, uh, Paula set up, um, uh, one of those polls to have you guys, uh, all of the participants here, just go very quickly to your own website, um, either the one you're working on or just one of your favorite ones, um, and check really quickly if the menu uh, drops down on um, on focus as well as hover. If it's a drop down menu, you know, if menus don't drop down at all, then you don't have to worry about it. But if it if it has drop down items. Um, I wanted you to take just a minute, go to your site, see, you know, tab a few times and uh, see if you could tab over your menu items and see if it drops down on, on uh, focus instead of just on hover. Um, so I'm going to, uh, I'm going to stop talking for about a minute. Um, hopefully that's as long as it will take, um, but do uh, go to your site and see, and then put it in chat, whether that, uh, that worked or not. This episode of Accessibility Craft is sponsored by Equalize Digital Accessibility Checker, the WordPress plugin that helps you find accessibility problems before you hit publish. A WordPress native tool, Accessibility Checker provides reports directly on the post edit screen. Reports are comprehensive enough for an accessibility professional or developer, but easy enough for a content creator to understand. Accessibility Checker is an ideal tool to audit existing WordPress websites, find accessibility problems during new builds, or monitor accessibility and remind content creators of accessibility best practices on an ongoing basis. Scans run on your server, so there are no per-page fees or external API connections. GDPR and privacy compliant, real-time accessibility scanning. Scan unlimited posts and pages with Accessibility Checker free. Upgrade to a paid version of Accessibility Checker to scan custom post types and password-protected sites. View site-wide open issue reports and more. Download Accessibility Checker free today at equalizedigital.com forward slash accessibility dash checker. Use coupon code accessibilitycraft to save 10% on any paid plan. We could also um, use reactions. That's another easy way for us to do some polls too. So okay. there's the uh, thumbs up if it works or the wow face if it doesn't. <laughs> I think there's an interesting question here that I'm curious on your thoughts on this. Um, because it sounds like you're saying focus on the parent menu should open the drop down. And we've always been 
of the mindset that the parent menu item is a button or it's, if it's a link and there's a separate button and it shouldn't activate on focus, it should activate on trigger. And I don't know if you want to talk about that or if you're going to talk about that more. Yeah. But um, So that's, that is a, a really good point. So kind of the standard, um, what's considered the best practice with menu accessibility is like you explained. So don't have it drop down on, on hover, um, have a, a separate, you know, uh, carrot, icon next to it or something that you click and it drops down then. Right. Um, and that's, so that's kind of, that's, that's sort of considered best practice, I would say. Um, however, in the wild, I don't see that pattern very often. And so I, I think it takes a lot of extra work <laughs> and it, it most does, WordPress yeah. website developers have not, or WordPress theme developers haven't put in that work. Yeah. You're right. Um, and, uh, and so as I guess you're right, that should maybe be, that's always been, or has been considered the gold standard. That's the way to do it. Right. Um, it takes a lot of extra work to do it that way. And I don't know if, if I feel that it is superior enough to to the standard way of well the way it's usually done which is this way which is just saying that you know as long as um as long as it drops down on focus it it works right i'm not sure that 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 method is is superior enough to justify all the extra work and to say to people well you have to do this work because otherwise it's it's not accessible i think as long as it drops down on focus it is accessible. Yeah. That's my opinion. And maybe I, I, I think it's totally valid and I appreciate that. Um, uh, maybe slightly related to this and then I'll pop off screen while you answer the question and let you move forward. But um, okay. Lisa had asked, would it be better for the top level item in a dropdown to just be, well, she said an anchor link, but really we would want it to be a button to open the sub menu and um, not a page that is yes. linked, right? So what's the difference? Yeah. And maybe you want to talk about that. Like, should this just be something that opens a submenu versus a link that goes somewhere and can open the submenu? That's and that I'll is pop off really, that's a really good question. And um, my view on that is that, yes, that's right. If, if um, I think if, if you have that, <clears throat> the top menu item or the, the primary menu, um, item as just the the button or the action that causes the rest to, to come down, or even if you're just hovering over it um, and everything else pops pops up because of that, I think that would be that would be better because then you don't have this question in people's mind. Well, if I click it, does you know do I go someplace? Do I not go someplace? Can I can I click it to open the menu? If I click it, am I, is it going to open the menu? But then I'm going to go someplace. Else, right? You you avoid all of that by just not having those primary menu items be um, links, or like you said, anchor links. Um, however, uh, it's I think it's hard to persuade people to change their idea that that's the way things should go. I mean, people with their websites they want it to work how they want it to work, and and so. Like with Black Past, um, 
this website, which is fantastic, right? But they have, they wanted their website to be divided into these, uh, well, basically these three different things, right? The three that you see here, um, African-American history, global African history, main features, and then they had special features as well that's off screen. But they wanted uh, those to be the main categories. And so they have pages for each of those four or five um, places that they wanted it to go there, right? But they said, well, you know, but we want people to be able to discover lots of parts parts of our website. So we're going to put the main pages that we think they're most helpful about in, in you know, of, of those different sections in the dropdowns, right? And that's just how they wanted to do it. I tried to persuade them that they shouldn't change it, but, you know, it's, they want to do what they want to do. And, and so um, if you can persuade them not to, or I've, I've actually tried to persuade some people, well, okay. Um, if we've got this, this link, that's African-American history, um, let's, let's put right under it inside the menu. Let's, let's have the main, this first primary menu item, not be a link. Let's have the first link inside of it to be the African-American history landing page or something. Right. But people won't always go for that. Um, but I think that's probably a superior way of doing it. Yeah. Good question. Uh, anything else? Okay. Um, and hopefully this gave people plenty of time to, uh, <clears throat> to try it with their own website. So, um, just out of curiosity, um, thumbs up or I don't know if there's a frowny face, uh, just real quick, show your reaction. Um, did it work, right? Did your, if you have drop down menus, did they drop down or put it in the chat and say, yep, ours dropped down or nope, ours didn't drop down. Um, did your your website drop downs drop down? Okay, we have a one thumbs up, good. That's great. Um, I guess uh, nobody else is going to do it, which is why I really did want those, uh, want it to be a poll, but oh well. Um, I did see quite a few of the wow face, which I'm guessing means it didn't work, which is not good. <laughs> okay, cool. So we, we do have uh, several that, that were worked, which which is kind of what I was expecting. So I, I did some research on this to figure out how many times uh, websites, particularly the default um, of different themes, were set up to to work perfectly. And I, I've got those stats a little bit later in the, in the um, presentation. But um, I expected in this audience for to see a lot more um, people who, whose sites worked great. So I'm glad to hear that. Okay, but let's take a look. Problem two um, was if the drop down, you know, if it, if it does drop down on focus, um, does it, can you pull it back up on in some way? Um, usually, so Amber, in, in your perfect kind of uh, pattern that you described, there would be a, a little button next to the menu item. You click the button and, and it drops down. You click the button again and it pops up. Or you tab into that button, you hit enter, it drops the menu down, you, you hit enter again and it pops up, right? Um, so the, the question was, and does this uh, work? Um, uh, let's talk about why this is, is so important that it be able to pop back up. Uh, who it might affect? Well, the same sorts of people. It's going to affect the same sorts of people, but 
let me uh let's talk about why this is this is really a problem if it doesn't pop back up so i have a a plugin that um that measures or it indicates uh shows this little label for the tab stop um so you hit tab and it it's going to go through these elements well this this plugin shows how many elements or it numbers the elements as you're tabbing or as um you would be tabbing or and it shows you how many there are well in this menu look at this there are 87 tab stops in this menu well almost right because you got a couple before you even get to it but essentially eight someone would have to tab 87 times to get to this last menu item um which is a huge problem right it's going to exponentially um increase the amount of time uh that's needed uh to tab through all of these things right um it's just going to take so long to get through this menu that people aren't going to do it they're going to avail themselves of the skip link right uh so hopefully there's a skip link but if there's not then every time they come to this this site man they're going to have to be tabbing furiously uh just to get through it um unless they have it set up and initially it looks like this uh this menu was set up to be that correct way that amber described i think you were supposed to be able to um click on this this little plus arrow and it was going to drop the menu down you click on it again and it would pop it up initially but uh but that feature wasn't working uh when i when i looked at the site um and so we had to do something else to to fix it and uh, i'll talk about <clears throat> kind of how how we uh, fix that in a, in a bit but if it doesn't pull up big problem so um i wanted to i was gonna have another poll at this point say okay check your check your sites tell us if it pops down on focus uh so this is not everybody because lots of people's wouldn't pop down on focus or drop down on focus but i was gonna ask if yours does is there a way to get it to pop back up um and so i guess you can put that in chat or put another oh no face or whatever if it if it doesn't or a thumbs up if it does um but take i would encourage you to take just uh you know 30 seconds 20 seconds figure out does does this work if it if it if it pulls down does it pull back up don't know i haven't seen any um Responses. I've seen a few uh, thumbs up okay. and a few wows. Maybe you're not seeing the reactions. I'm, if only I can see them. Well, I've I've seen them on other people's when I, you know, yeah. Zoom, so maybe there's a Yeah, a lot of thumbs down. You know, the other thing I'll say, and I, uh -huh. I keep popping in your talk, and I don't know if you want to. Totally fine. <laughs> uh, is we always make the escape key work with these two. Yes. So if you're in the middle of a drop down, you don't have to shift tab back up. You can hit escape and then it would Good. return you to the trigger that opened the drop down. Yes. And I feel yeah. like that's a really nice thing that is sort of expected and and pop-ups. We were talking about pop-ups before because there's much about that. Like that's another thing. Can escape, close it, and return you to whatever opened it. And drop downs, I think, function sort of the same way. I don't know if this is yeah. something you do. Yeah. No, that's that that's a wonderful point. It's uh, it's one I should have mentioned here probably. Um, so thank you for, for bringing that up. Uh, yeah. Escape key is a, is a wonderful way to get it to, to pull back up. Um, so for those of you who are still 
type, you know, tabbing around your website, check that out. If you're, if you've tabbed into your menu, can you hit escape and it'll, it'll pop up. But, uh, I guess we'll, we'll keep going. Uh, okay. Oh, I did have a kind of a caveat here. Um, I said it will probably exponentially increase the amount of time needed to move or to tab through your menu, unless you implement arrow key navigation, which is, um, also something that can be pretty helpful. So that's where when you've tabbed into the menu and it drops down or it doesn't anyhow, when you're in there, um, can you hit the right arrow key and it'll go to the next um, main uh, navigation item? You know, can you go hit left? Can it will go to the next one? Or, or are you stuck tabbing to get through it? Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit more uh, later on as well. Okay, so that was problem two. Uh, problem three gets a little bit more into the um, technical weeds. So this is something that uh, requires a little more um, technical abilities to to even be able to determine. Um, the question is, uh, so so what it is that we're looking for here is that when um, even before you get to the menu, uh, if it has a drop down, this item here is will would have or should have an aria expanded attribute of false. Before it's dropped down, it should have this aria expanded attribute of false because that means when a screen reader user um, gets into, into this uh, item, they would hear um, they would hear uh, African American, they would hear something like this. They'd, they'd hear link African American history collapsed. And by hearing that, that word collapsed, they would know, oh, it's collapsed right now. There's something I could do or something that would be done that would expand it, which would mean lead to, to more things uh, inside of this item. Or um, if they go into it and they hear uh, link African-American history expanded, um, then they know, okay, so this the next thing I get to is going to be something inside of this main item that I'm looking at, this main menu item. Um, and so, uh, so it would tell them, it would help them contextualize uh, where they are inside this whole process. Um, if it doesn't have the expanded attribute, or if that attribute doesn't actually um, update for whether it's uh, expanded or not, then screen reader users are going to have a really hard time understanding where they are in the whole process. So uh, take the, uh, well, so also... Uh, refreshable Braille device users, same deal, right? Um, so the, these are people who are are um, blind and deaf, or to some degree, and so they're they're using their fingers to figure out what's going on on the screen, and they're they're reading this that it's uh, expanded or not, right? Otherwise, what's going to happen? Well, a screen reader user is going to um, move their focus into African-American history. And they're going to think, okay, this is the, so I'm in a, in a menu. Um, I didn't hear expanded. That means this menu doesn't drop down. And then they're going to the, go to the next one, which is in this case is map black past in the United States. They're going to think, oh, that's an oddly specific main menu item on uh, for this, uh, the second one, they're going to go to the next one and they're going to get to the new visual timeline. They're right. They're going to go these 15, different links and think they're all in this this main 
navigation because they don't know that anything has expanded. So it's just, it's confusing. It's visitors who can't understand the menu and where they are in it. They think, uh, you know, anyhow. Uh, so drop down on click. So uh, like we've talked about, if uh, if this is not a link and you just come here and you click it and that's what drops it down. Well, if, if, uh, if that's how it works, someone on a screen reader goes and they click on African-American history and this drops down, but they don't hear that it's now expanded. Well, they don't know what just happened, right? You need this ARIA expanded attribute on um, the item that ex expands it. Um, once again, that gets into uh, uh, some more technical stuff. We'll get into, we'll show you how to, how to check this in just a minute. But um, I would say just kind of as a sidebar here, the best practice for menus. If you have five to seven menu items total in your entire menu, you probably don't need dropdowns. And if if that's the range of your menu, you only have those five to seven items, that's fantastic. Don't have any dropdowns. Just put everything in your, your main menu and everyone can, can access everything perfectly, right? You don't have to worry about ARIA expanded. You don't have to worry about drop down on, on hover or on focus, you know, um, that's great. However, if you have 15 or 20 or more, you really probably need drop downs. And if you have drop downs, you need this ARIA expanded attribute. So that's kind of my, my sidebar on, on best practice here. Let's, uh, let's take a look at assessing the problems. All right. Uh, so how to assess, uh, for keyboard and screen reader. Um, okay. So, uh, this is, uh, this is for problem number one, right? Use the tab and the shift tab to go through the menu and see if it, uh, if it drops down and see if there's a way to make it pull up. Okay. For a screen reader, same deal, right? Use the standard arrow navigation with your screen reader. So your, your standard keystrokes to go through the menu and listen, uh, for the reader, um, to say collapsed or expanded. That's what you're listening for. Um, so if you're not a native screen reader user, maybe you've never done anything before. Um, someday I'll, I'll have another presentation on that. I've, I've got a, a, a page of a website that helps people kind of learn how to use screen readers a little bit and practice it. Um, and so if you're, you're looking to get into screen reader testing, I say jump into it and, uh, and use voiceover or use uh, NVDA um to just try this you know is it saying collapse is it saying expanded um also um let's see you're going to want to expect or inspect sorry um and so this is with this last that last problem problem three that we were talking about uh where it says are you expanded or uh are expanded true or false right here's what you're looking for let's take a closer look at this uh, screen so um, in Chrome, for example, I, I did this in Chrome. Um, I just inspected, I, so I, I right-clicked on African-American history and it, it, and then I chose inspect up pops this little inspector and it will highlight the element that you are inspecting. What you're looking for is this right here, this aria expanded equals true and um, in, you know, for, if you're looking at this, uh, the other menu items, um, the ones that aren't expanded should say ARIA expanded equals false. So, um, that's what you're looking for. Now it may not 
may not actually be on the item that you clicked. So it may be one of the adjacent items, um, but you're looking for that. And does it does it dynamically change uh, when the when uh, the menu pulls back up uh, or not? So that's how to how to assess uh, this last one. Um, so I was gonna I was gonna uh, ask you know do a poll here as well. Say hey, check it out. You know, look at your the ones who have drop downs. Um, check your website or a website that you're looking on at. Um, does it have this uh, this attribute? Can you find aria expanded equals true and aria expanded equals false? And does it dynamically change? Um, so if you had a chance to do that, um, you know, give us a thumbs up or a, a wow um, reaction or whatever, um, or uh, we can talk about it at the end or whatever. Um, someday I will figure this presentation out and actually have a have a good like polls to pop up at the right times but um i haven't done it yet so okay let's go on here is um here's the research that i did so what i did is i i went to i went to popular themes um in wordpress and looked at their demo sites so i know these aren't most of these aren't actually in production. Um, though I, I did look at five other big ones. I looked at Google and Merriam-Webster and, and uh, three other kind of like production corporate big sites out there to see um, which ones, if any, had these problems. Well, I found that nine, let's see the bad news, nine out of 20 of these, the, the demo sites so those should be like the the perfect capabilities of of these themes, um, and also you know including the the major sites um, that are not necessarily WordPress. Uh, but nine out of twenty of them didn't drop down on Focus, just on Hover, right? They didn't have any. They didn't follow the best. I didn't find any Amber, unfortunately, that followed the best practice of having like a like a toggle button for it. They just didn't. They there were. I didn't see any like that. Um, now there certainly are; they're out there. Um, but like you said, it takes a lot of work, and most developers don't understand that best practice, and they're not willing to do the work necessarily. Um, probably they just don't know. Uh, but anyhow, nine out of nine out of twenty didn't drop down on focus, just on hover. Seven of the ones that did drop down on focus, so seven of those eleven had no way to pull the menu back up. Uh, so once again, um, most of the ones that dropped down on focus, you couldn't pull back up. Um, so I guess that maybe means that maybe there were a few that you could. So seven out of 11. So uh, I guess four out of 11 maybe did have that other control, the perfect control, Amber. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but you know we've got a big problem. And then uh, 15 out of 20 had no ARIA expanded attribute, right? That's what is that? That says, is that 75%? 75% of the websites I looked at didn't have the ARIA expanded attribute. So that's, you know, tons. The good news, I did find four sites that worked perfectly. Google, Merriam-Webster. Uh, so those were the two commercial sites that worked perfectly. 
according to these uh, three metrics anyhow. Um, and the Elementor demo site worked great. And so did the Astra demo site. So there were some WordPress um, options that, that worked well, um, which is great. Uh, not nearly enough, right? If we, we've got four out of 20 that actually fit all of my, my three requirements, which is, you know, there are other things we, we could go even deeper in, into uh, requirements for, for a good menu, but only four out of 20 worked perfectly. That's a little disappointing. Um, like many other things in, in this space. <clears throat> okay, so solutions. Um, let's talk about how to fix it. Now this is um, the best solution I would, I would probably say is to do PHP remediation. So you're gonna fix the actual WordPress uh, PHP code um, that creates your menu because then it's done on the server and so you're not dependent upon JavaScript or an updated browser or anything like that to make sure that it works. It should work perfectly um, if it's coming from the PHP. Uh, so, oops, dang it. I don't know what just happened. Oh, <laughs> I clicked. Um, I have, uh, let's see, I have uh, here on this um, slide someplace. Okay, here we go. What is it? Uh, so you're going to modify the Navwalker class, I think. Now, I am not uh, amazing at this aspect of, of remediation. So um, I think that's the gist of what you're going to have to do. Um, now, um, if you'll go back to February in the archives of, of this, uh, this meetup here that we have, of Amber's meetup, uh, you're going to find... Uh, her uh, meetup or her webinar with, um, was it Steve? Yep. Sorry, I was muted. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Yep, Steve. Um, we okay, can throw so, a link in the chat for people. Yeah, do that. I was going to put it in the presentation, but I, I I thought I had an extra hour to prepare. And I got the times fixed up. Okay, but anyhow, so he he goes into a little more of the weeds, um, explaining a little bit more about this. Um, but um, like I said, it's this is probably the best solution. Um, it's also probably uh, beyond what the average WordPress developer is, is capable of. Um, so, uh, so we're kind of left with it, right? It's definitely beyond the scope of this presentation, especially since I'm not um, pro enough to understand this whole process. Um, but basically how you do it, I was going to have another link here to uh, to that presentation that Amber you you gave, um, but here's the link to the developer uh, WordPress site that talks about the Walker Nav Menu class, um, and that's how you do it. Um, uh, now what? Uh, where'd I go now? I'm sorry. Uh, are you guys still seeing my screen, or did you lose me? Yes. Okay. Yep. Oh, here we go. Okay. Sorry. Now we're we're back where we're supposed to be. Okay. So um the solution to the first problem, the drop down only on hover. So if uh, if it's only dropping down on hover, the problem can probably be fixed with CSS. Um not always, because sometimes it'll be JavaScript that's making that menu drop down and and so forth. Um, but probably 
you're going to be able to find a CSS uh, solution to it, which means you can add a style in your style sheets. Um, whichever style is uh, causing the dropdown, you'll see uh, something like nav.a um, colon hover, and then it'll say display block instead of something. I'm not sure it yet. Almost all of them do it differently. So this is, it's hard to, to say exactly one thing, but what you will do is you'll look at the thing that you hover over. Once again, you're gonna right click it, inspect it. And um, in your inspector, you're gonna find the item, click on this, uh, this hover uh, in the right hand column, there's this little colon HOV, you click on that. Um, and then you select this this hover checkbox, and that'll change some of these styles down here somewhere. You figure out which style changes when when you're hovering over that, and that's probably the style you're going to have to um, duplicate with a colon focus uh, style. So once again, if uh, if you're having trouble doing that with your site, shoot me an email, <coughs> um, and uh, and I can maybe help you figure out what could be done to to make that to do the CSS remediation and fix so that it at least drops down on on a focus as well. All right. Um, so I have the solutions here, right? So it's just kind of a closer look. Um, you're going to find the thing. Once again, you're going to right click it. You're going to inspect it. Uh, look for the hover style. Click on this uh this uh what pseudo selector uh option. Click on hover. Figure out what's what's happening down here in the actual styles, and duplicate that is as an additional focus declaration. Um, okay, so that was kind of a a huge you know super high up overview of how to fix <clears throat> the um if it doesn't drop down on focus. Um realizing that the the explanation was not as helpful as it might have been once again talk to me uh okay let's look at this uh the second solution um if it's missing the aria expanded attribute um and you don't want you don't want to do the php remediation uh you can do some js remediation javascript remediation fix it with javascript um so you're going to use a javascript to uh, modify the proper aria attribute um, now this does add some weight to your site's load time, right? Anytime you add additional code, JavaScript or any other kind of code, it's going to add a little bit of uh, weight to your site, which is not great, but it's definitely worth it if it fixes the problem for some people. Um, another challenge to using JS remediation is that it only works if your visitors have JavaScript enabled in their browsers. And, um, 1.2% from my research of internet users don't have um, JavaScript enabled, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it's still 62 million visitors, right? 62 million um, people running around there who don't have JavaScript enabled. And so if you fix things with JavaScript, it, it won't help them if, they're in, if they need it. So once again, worth it to do the hard work to figure out um, the the actual PHP way to do it, um, but it's it's a lot of work, and so if you don't, 
um, JavaScript is the easy solution. How do we do it? Well, you're going to select the element, right? This is kind of, but when I say select the element here, I, I mean, you're going to select it with JavaScript. So uh, you're going to say um, dot, well, here I have uh, I have a, an, an image of the uh, console of this website open. Um, and it says, let dropdown items equal document.querySelector all uh, parentheses, quotation mark, period, menu item has children uh, greater than sign A, right? Because that was the selector that that we needed to get this item um, that needs to be, needs to have the ARIA um, expanded attribute, right? So then we say, okay, uh, I had some more uh, JavaScript in the console just to make sure that I'm I'm getting the right one. So I said drop down items zero dot style dot outline equals solid red. Uh, so once again, this is getting into the weeds. I, I apologize for that. I want to go through it quickly. Um, so at least you see that it's it's possible, right? And we have a for loop. Um, so for i equals zero colon i uh, less than sign drop down items dot length colon i plus plus. Uh, close parentheses, open bracket, open curly brace, sorry, drop down items, I dot set attribute, um, parentheses, quote, aria expanded, close parentheses, comma, open parentheses, false, close parentheses, close, no, anyhow, I'm sorry. I was trying to say it all so that people who can't um, actually, you know, see this in, in this, uh, this uh, image, that they know what it is, but basically, it's uh, it's how you do it, right? Um, and then um, you see when when um, we're looking at that particular item that it now does have an re expanded equals false. Um, and then if I were to well, that at least adds the first one. Then you're going to want to test test test, make sure that it works in the console, um, in a dev site, in the live site. Um, and uh, let's see, so the second slide, ah, yep. My point is that in addition to setting the initial ARIA expanded attributes, which will tell uh, the screen reader that there is at least a dropdown here, it won't tell them that it's dropped down. But so you are gonna need to also add an event listener on the focus that sets the ARIA expanded to true and another one on blur that sets it back to false. So once again, lots of coding here. Um, but basically I've got an image of, of how that might work. Um, actually, I don't think I have the blur here. So, um, but, oh, here's, here's an example. Dropdown items, I dot add event listener focus toggle area expanded, which was a function that, that either put that as true or false if it was whichever one it wasn't. Right. And so you, you can do that um, on focus and do that also on blur, and then it will actually dynamically change. Uh, which is what we're looking for. Uh, so you can do that with um, with uh, JavaScript, uh, and it's it's helpful. It may not be as helpful as doing it with PHP, but at least it it gets it sort of remediated. Okay, so now the enhancement that, that we talked about the arrow key navigation, right? This is uh, so you tab into the the menu, and now instead of just having to tab through it. Now you can go use your left or right arrow key to move to the next um, major. So if I were if I were in, um, I have the Black Past uh, website 
uh, menu here, the full one that you can see. Now, if I've tabbed into it, into global African history, that's the second um, main menu item, tabbed all the way down to events. And I decide, well, I don't really want anything in this uh, global African history menu. Well, if I have arrow key navigation enabled, all I would have to do is hit the right arrow key and it would jump over to this main features menu instead. Right. And so that's that's one way that you can overcome not having um, a control uh, for it to pop back up um, or and I do do encourage you to use the escape key to, to make that pop back up. Um, but uh, arrow key navigation, uh, pretty helpful. So it allows them to tab into it and then move the focus around with arrow keys. Um, the, to do that, you're going to have to add key press event listeners to uh, whatever has focused, the menu item that has focused. And uh, when it when it hears the right arrow key, um, it's going to move the focus to the to whichever item that you want, which is probably going to be this next um, major um, main menu item, right? Um, so that's how it's done. It requires JavaScript. Uh, it's helpful for keyboard navigators, and it's not problematic for others, right? And so this is a, this is an enhancement, meaning it doesn't block anybody uh, from doing it the other way, right? You can still tab through it. Uh, you don't have to use the arrow keys, but if you do want to, you can. And so uh, when I add this to a site, I make sure that there is this message. In, in, um, in this image, you can see there's a little pop-up that says use arrow keys to navigate the menu to enter the page use the right arrow key from the the last main menu item or press escape at any time right so in this case uh, the escape key actually sends you your focus to the first focusable item on on the page uh, it closes your your menus and does that right it's not problematic for others uh, it's helpful um the easiest way to do this uh, if it works for you is um to install this plugin that I made, um, especially for Black Pass because they had so many items, um, but it's it's available on the uh, the WordPress uh, plugin repository. It's called a Crow's Nest, um, Arrow Navigation, something like that. I actually have a, I think I have a. Oh, blast! Okay, there we go. So I do have this um, uh, QR code for that. If you want to, uh, if you want to go and uh, try that on your site. Uh, it takes some setup. It's it's not uh, super duper simple, but uh, hopefully it's it's um, doable, and uh, and it does give you this arrow key navigation. It also um, makes sure that uh, that this has uh, the aria uh, expanded attributes as well. So the plugin was designed to sort of help with this process. Okay. Now to kind of wrap up, uh, wouldn't you rather have this guy than that first guy that we saw uh, on that first slide, who was just kind of staring off into the into the uh, into the lake? Well, now we have a, a picture of this this uh, person who <clears throat> has two oars uh, or two paddles, and he's got his uh, his fishing gear. Right, he's got his hat on. He's he's ready for a, a nice productive um, trip to the lake fishing, right? Um, he can get, he can get where he needs to go. He's got the paddles, right? You'd rather have this guy on your site too, right? Someone who's able to get where they need to go 
get what they need from your site because your um, your menu works. So how do we do it? Make sure that your menu drops down on focus as well as on hover. Uh, so you do that by adjusting your CSS and add that that focus trigger for the uh, the hover uh, styles. Um, make sure that menu has a mechanism to to suck it, suck it back up uh, for keyboard and screen reader users. Um, or you can add the arrow key navigation, right? Make sure that your menu, uh, the, the last thing that we're going to talk about, make sure that your menu has the proper ARIA attributes so it can be understood by screen readers, right? Okay, and then I have my, my very last information. If you need extra help with your menu, right? Connect with me. Here's my, my LinkedIn, uh, linkedin.com slash in slash Deneb, D-E-N-E-B hyphen Pulsifer, P-U-L-S-I-P-H-E-R. Uh, or my email, denib at cmonsterstudios.com. Um, I love looking at this stuff. So uh, if you need, or if you'd like some extra help, let me know. Um, okay, so that's uh, that's my presentation. Uh, Thank you. That was team. super great. I have a whole bunch of questions. Can I throw them at you? Yes, please <laughs> Maybe do. one at a time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bury me with them. <laughs> All right. So um, Emily asked, what kind of testing can we do to improve our menus? I try to use Axe and VoiceOver for all types of interactive things. VoiceOver is not always clear because it does slightly different things depending on what browser I use. Mm. And this is Emily for the I. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so that's a good question. Because um, because the the screen readers do use they they have different interactions with the different browsers like you said and all the all the different screen readers work slightly differently as well um and so um that's why i i recommended that you actually look at the code you know particularly for that for that last um thing the uh the ARIA expanded attribute do actually look at the code cuz if it's in the code then the screen readers are going to interpret that however they do. And it's it's often different. Um, but as long as as long as it's coded right, I think you you gotta you gotta say, well, I've done all that I can. Because I can't test, I can't make I can't accommodate all of the combinations if if the screen readers aren't functioning as they should be, right? That's not really my fault. And and uh, people will know how their screen readers function if they're, if they're used to using NVDA all the time. They're going to know that there are these failings, and so they're going to be looking out for them. Um, but um, our job is to just make sure that it's coded right, which is why I think inspecting is probably the the best way, though it is a, you know a little more technical. Um, though I I think for yeah. the oh go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, I do a lot of just inspecting the code, like you were saying, and looking at it. But I mm -hmm. might add, like, you you mentioned NVDA, which for people who aren't familiar, that's a Windows-based screen reader. And the most widely used computer screen reader is a Windows user using NVDA, not VoiceOver. VoiceOver has very small usage on computers. It has much higher usage on mobile phones. Mm -hmm. So I would recommend from a testing perspective that everyone should be testing in NVDA. It's free. If you don't have a PC, mm -hmm. I know Browser Stack recently added the ability to emulate. I don't know. And, and they added screen readers. So I think you can test yeah. with it. 
in browser yeah, I stack. Th- I think you're right. Well, and the other thing I was going to mention about NVDA is I believe that it is the, um, I think NVDA is the one that does the very least guessing. So it kind of follows the spec. So voiceover and JAWS, especially um, the other two big screen readers, they do a lot of guessing. So they, they if something is not quite coded right, you may still get the right, um, you may hear the right thing from, from JAWS um, because it's it's so smart. It's it's designed to help the the user, right? Um, whereas NVDA is kind of it does just what the code says it should do, and and I think it's it's kind of the the best choice. I agree. Yeah, sort of along those same lines. Steve had asked, should dropdown focus work in all browsers? And said, I have trouble on Firefox. Oh, do you have any thoughts about that? Interesting. Um. It should work on all browsers. <laughs> so that's the, um, I haven't found too many where, um, where it, where it, it, we're talking about like when it drops down, right? So it, if it drops down in Chrome info on focus, then it should drop down in, in Safari and in Firefox and everything else. Um, if it doesn't, I don't know why that would be. Um, yeah, it probably seems like something that should be investigated because that's not yeah. normal, right? No, because, well, it might be because, um, like I said, for the most part, usually you can you can fix that drop down behavior on on focus um, just by adding a, another focus declaration to the same style that's making it drop down on hover. Um, but if it's dropping down um, because of some nifty JavaScript that's going on or something like that, um, then that could be why it's it's acting differently on the different browser. So um, I noticed um, someone had said, John had said, Chrome sets focus on mouse click, Firefox does not. And you know what this sort of brings to mind is you might just want to look at your settings in Firefox. Cause I know something I learned when I switched to a Mac, which totally surprised me was Safari by default doesn't support tab navigation. You have to go turn it on in the yeah. browser. And I was like, why can't I tab through the website? It's broken. And then it was a browser setting. So maybe there's mm-hmm. something that um, Steve has set in his Firefox browser that is in, that is changing the default behavior. Yeah. I think that's that's very wise. I think you're probably at least possibly right about that. Um, let's see. So Christopher had asked, do you use ARIA landmarks for indicating levels of a navigation menu? Mm. Um, let me think. So this would be so- like adding a role of region and then labeling them. Is that what you think he's asking? I'm not even 100% certain. I'm not 100% this, yeah. sure either. I got a thumbs up on that. So maybe <laughs> <laughs> um, we don't do that. Do you do that? No. So the aria that you need, uh, and I didn't mention this, but I probably sh- should. Um, your menu should be in a nav elegant uh, element or an element that has the uh, role of navigation. Um that is the the aria attribute as as far as role 
that uh, that you do need. Um, as far as uh, ARIA level, that's typically applied to heading levels. So, um, and in addition to, so you can't even just use that level. You can't say ARIA level equals three, unless you also have the ARIA uh, or a role of heading on the element. And so um, I wouldn't do that. Uh, yeah, I think mega the way menus, that Oh, go ahead. Oh, I'll let you shift into that in just one second. What I was, because there were some questions about mega menus, and so maybe mm. we could go there. But what I was yeah. going to say, the the way that I traditionally see people denoting it is that your menu should be in an unordered list. And if you have drop downs, that should also be in a separate unordered list that's nested within the item that it is. And so the, that is read out by a screen okay. reader and communicated like how many numbers of items and that it, they're in a new list. And so I think that sure. would in some way communicate to a screen reader user what the level of, you know, if you're in a drop down of a yeah. drop down or something like that. Yeah, no, that's that's true. Um, and so, yeah, and it's it's fine to have um, an, an unordered list inside of an unordered list, right? Or inside of a list item in, in an unordered list. Yep, that's, and you're right, that's the best practice. Um, so I was just going to mention that sometimes within mega menus, and we'll talk about mega menus more in, with the next questions probably, but sometimes within mega menus, there will be uh, like kind of headings um, inside that mega menu. And those could have... Um, aria level of you know two or three or whatever um it needs to be but then probably best practice would be to not let those be links themselves because then that would change the semantics yeah so lisa had asked are mega menus and off canvas pop-up menus a no-go uh, Lisa's thinking about how to best manage sites with lots of content and pages. So what opinions do you have about mega menus? Well, I I don't I don't have a strong aversion to mega menus as as some people do. Um, my my boss at, at Sea Monster Studios, he thinks mega menus are worthless. <laughs> but I see a place for them. Um you know, if if you want to give people something where they don't have to commit to leaving your homepage, but you still want to give them options to get a lot of different places, then a mega menu is maybe okay. You know, and Black Past, that website I love so much, um, they kind of use their standard drop-down menus sort of as like they have enough drop-down items inside there um to qualify <laughs> sort of this mega menu, right? It's it's sort of ridiculous. But they do it for a purpose. You know, it's, it's how this professor who started black pass thinks, you know, well, I want to give people a way to get to these certain curated spots of my site. And so I'm going to put that in the menu so they don't have to search around for it a lot. That makes sense. I can understand that. And it's kind of controlling the journey a little bit, or, or at least um, helping people to, to move on the journey in the, in the way that you think would be best for them. Um, so that's okay. Now the, challenges with mega menus is from a keyboard perspective someone who's who's going by by keyboard or screen reader uh, or switch device right is it's typically a lot of tabbing <laughs> you know you you got to move through a lot of things um 
And the the benefit of a mega menu is you can see it. Uh, if you're a sighted person, you can see a lot of options with just one look, one glance, um, which is why I think it's appealing to sighted users. It's not that helpful for other users uh, who can't uh, see it at a glance. Um, now, it doesn't yeah. necessarily um, introduce too many more challenges, um, except for just the the fact that it's a ton of tabbing. So, so I think the way I I would approach and it's, it's interesting. Our so my partner Steve, he hates mega menus, <laughs> mostly <laughs> because he says it's a pain to make them accessible. Oh, yeah. um, I. Max Mega Menu is probably the WordPress plugin that gets the closest, and even it has some stuff that isn't great. Um, and and definitely if you do some settings, but most of the Mega Menu plugins out there are not accessible at all. I mean, you can try that just by going to their demos and find that yeah. out. So whenever we do them, which we're doing them more, and I think we talked about this during one of our podcast episodes, but we're like. I'm pretty sure when we redo our website, we're going to put a mega menu on it. And he's like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I do think like this is where the arrow key support like you talked about can be really helpful, like allowing people if you have three columns to go across in the middle instead of having to go down mm. right and around to get through each of the three columns. Um, but I, I think too, a little bit, it goes to, and, and maybe we can flow into this question that Ashley had, which is how do you best handle long menus? And Ashley said, by that, I mean, where the elements overflow on the bottom of the page, I see this so often. And, and I think like, to me, that's a little bit where the part where a mega menu can be helpful because I don't. I don't think you want a dropdown that is so big it goes off the page and people have to scroll to see everything that's in the dropdown. <laughs> yeah. But I also think, and maybe you might say the same thing, so I'll, I'll give you a chance to respond to this question. Like at, at some point you have to decide what is important content that has to be in a menu and what is content that can be found once you arrive on a page that was in the menu. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and that is, that's definitely true. Um because you don't want to have to cause some, you don't want to make somebody scroll just to see the bottom of your menu, right? That's not a great user um, <laughs> experience. Um, I, I, my my boss Wes would definitely agree with with you saying let's trim down the menus, right? Uh, if it's so long. Um, then it's, you know, just have them go to the African-American history page and have a bunch of those items there that they can then go to instead of putting them on this menu. Well, but my Quintard, the the executive director of this Black Pass site, or Black Hit, you know, anyhow, um, he would say, well, no, but I don't want to make them leave and go into a page if they don't know that that's where they want to go. Right. I want to show them the best um, and the most compelling um, pages that they could get to from that you know, category um, on this menu so that they don't have to. So they know kind of the sorts of things that they could be finding there. Right. And I think that's that makes sense as well. Um, that's why I think user testing could come in. Right. Yeah. Because his idea of what people need to know exists 
and what <laughs> they want to find might not actually be <laughs> yeah. what users want, right? Yes. Well, and, and that's definitely true because Quintard, he's this fantastic guy, but he just, he gets really in- excited about some feature that he thinks is everybody's going to love and going to need. And then um, who knows how many people actually go to it, you know? And so even beyond user testing, I think you could, you could do some, some just Google analytics, right? How many people are following this link in the menu? And if, if one person is following it a month, maybe it doesn't belong in the menu, (laughs) you know? So no, I agree with you there. I'm going to see if I can give you a lightning round and I won't chime in as much. (laughs) There's a lot of questions here. If we don't get to all the questions, then we might, um, I'll share them with Deneb and he can write some answers um, and we can put them in the recap post with the recording. Um, So let's see, I guess I'm just going to start. Let's see. So um, Adrian has said, um, typically the main, if they typically set the main item to href anchor, but that's an accessibility error, how can that be answered or how can that be handled? Um, Hmm. So I think what she's talking about is they're, they're just setting an anchor, but it's not actually making it a button. It's just a link that goes to nothing. Um, yeah, so and this is a challenge with WordPress and just like how the menu editing is set up in WordPress. Yeah, I don't have a good answer to that. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so my answer to that is it should be a button. And if you don't have the ability, cause you're not building a custom nav, you don't mm-hmm. have the ability to make it a button, then you could use JavaScript to insert role equals button. And also you would want to have the, you'd also want to add button functionality because if you tell someone it's a button, they expect it'll work with their space bar too. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you'll need to add like keyboard handlers for, or key press handlers for the space bar. But that yeah. would be the fix for that. So then it reads out and sounds right. Cause otherwise people hear link and then they, they trigger it so. and yeah. it doesn't do anything, especially if you don't have already expanded on it and that's yeah. confusing and they think it's broken. Yep. That's, yep, that's, your answer is perfect. Yep, do that. <laughs> but it's hard is the problem. <laughs> it's not an easy thing to do with WordPress in particular. Uh, Craig's question just asked, um, shouldn't a dropdown menu be escapable? Um, I think you answered that, but. Yeah, um, and, and you did too. You know, you said you code the escape so that it just pulls the menu back up, um, which is, a, yeah, that's a great way to do it. Um, okay. This is sort of interesting and related to that. Sylvia said without a main navigation item going to a page, introducing the page within that section, how would the breadcrumbs work? She said without that page, but I think this makes the assumption that there is no parent page page. But do you have any thoughts well, about that? Yeah. So it was, it was my recommendation to black past, uh, that instead of using that, that, menu item as a link to the page that they just put that parent page as the first um, item inside of the the dropdown. So it would say African-American history. And then the first item inside the dropdown would be African-American history page or something like that. Um, And so you still, in that case, do have that page and there is that, um, the relationship and the hierarchical 
um, relationship is still established there. And so it would, it works. Um, but it, it doesn't, it yeah. leaves that top item as, as a button or a, I think too, breadcrumbs are supposed to communicate like how the content is related, but I don't know that nav menus always have to group related content under parent items because True. frequently we might have, for example, a team custom post type and then it's in the about pages menu, right? But like hierarchically, it's like there's no slash about slash whatever, right? when you get to a person's bio or something. And and so I don't know that the breadcrumbs have to match the navigation in, in my opinion. I don't know if you have thoughts about that. But no, I, I think that's I think that's makes sense. Yeah. Um let's see. Kelly asked, and it is there are no dumb questions. I'm saying that because Kelly said this is probably a dumb question, but there are no dumb questions. Um do all the features we we're discussing apply to mobile menus as well? Um, <clears throat> mobile menus are a little bit different uh, because with a mobile menu, there is no hover typically. I mean, you can, you can get the, the mobile menu to, uh, to show up and you can, you can like, you can just collapse your browser size to mobile and you'd still be able to hover, but you can't do that. Right. On, or on if you zoom. I mean, low vision people frequently get the mobile menu. Yes. If you're zoomed in 200, 400% just to make the text bigger, then you're going to have a mobile menu on desktop. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so that's, it's kind of a separate um, issue than the ones we've been discussing. Um, and it's something that I, I realize is a, is a failure of my presentation. I need to add that in someplace, but, or make a se second presentation about that. Um, it should still have already expanded and collapsed though. Um, typically your little hamburger menu is gonna be, you click on it and it, it'll drop down and click on it again, it'll pop up. So usually, I think usually it works better because the mobile um, architecture requires it to to mm -hmm. work better, except for the already expanded and stuff. Yeah, I feel like what I've seen in themes in WordPress is the mobile works well if it's just extra CSS that's applied to the current menu. But there's some page builders in particular where people use different elements to build their mobile menu almost like a pop-up. Mm. And it's not just restyling the main navigation, it's replacing it. And then oh, those yeah. frequently have accessibility problems. I can put in the chat if anyone's interested a link. I actually I write articles on the admin bar website and I did mobile <laughs> navigation this week. So oh, awesome. uh, I've, I've put a link to that article, but uh, I yeah, I think there's some stuff that is the same, but there's some extra things that have to be considered for mobile. Yeah. Yeah. So um, we're pretty much at time with our captioner. Deneb, I want to thank you so much for stepping in last minute to give a presentation. And this was phenomenal. Um, so thank you very much. I yeah. will get all these questions and send them to you. Don't feel obligated. If you want to answer them, then we'll do it. Otherwise, I'll see if I can answer some as well. Um, and we'll have the recording available in a couple of weeks once we get finalized transcript. Um, do you want to share again how people can get in touch with you if they want to reach out? Uh, yeah. Let me uh, see if I can pull that up again. Um, can you still see my screen or no? 
Oh, no, I don't think, okay. and you might not be able to. Okay, well, um, let me see. I, I guess I'll put it in chat if I can remember what it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so my, uh, uh, let me see if I have my LinkedIn someplace. Okay, uh, let's see. Mm, I think it is this. Um, okay, so there's my LinkedIn. Um, I assume it would maybe send me a notification that I got something there. Um, but yep. So it's just I'll just say in case anyone can't see the chat and for the video, um, LinkedIn.com/slash/in slash Deneb, D-E-N-E-B dash, and I'm going to spell your last name, P-U-L-S-I-P-H-E-R. Correct. Yep. And then my uh, my email is just D-E-N-E-B at Seamonster Studios. That's all one word. So S-E-A-M-O-N-S-T-E-R-S-T-U-D-I-O-S dot com. Um, so that's where you can, uh, you can find me. Um, yeah. Well, thank you so much. Oh, it was a pleasure. And, uh, have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening to Accessibility Craft. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe in your podcast app to get notified when future episodes release. You can find Accessibility Craft on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. And if building accessibility awareness is important to you, please consider rating Accessibility Craft five stars on Apple Podcasts. Accessibility Craft is produced by Equalize Digital and hosted by Amber Hines, Chris Hines, and Steve Jones. Steve Jones composed our theme music. Learn how we help make thousands of WordPress websites more accessible at equalizedigital.com.